Welcome to Bikini Diaries. I'm Naima Thompson, businesswoman and IFBB bikini professional. Here, you will get the inside scoop from many bikini professionals and myself as we dive deep into the inner core of our triumphs, hardships, and evolution. This podcast was made to inspire, resonate, and enlighten others with all talks bikini in hopes that you never give up on your dreams. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Now let's talk bikini. Dear Diary. Affirmation is a revolutionary clothing brand that I created. The new way to wear clothing. To me, the clothing you wear represents your own personal style and character. My Affirmation is a line where inside every legging is an affirmation to remind you of how amazing you truly are. You will love the new seamless collection, the I Am Collection, featuring four affirmations that personally represent my journey. I am beautiful. I am enough. I am relentless. I am undeniable. I want to spread my message that we are all capable. Affirm within yourself. Use the code Bikini Diaries for 10% off your next purchase. I must say that every single time I listen to my ad, I just crack up inside because I know just how corny I am. So thank you so much for sitting with me through that. I just love how I've been able to just be unapologetically myself and I hope that encourages you to always be unapologetically yourself as well. So I would like to say welcome back to the Bikini Diaries podcast. I am so excited as always and if you didn't recognize this every episode I actually say I am excited because this is so exciting. It's exciting to be here. It's exciting to speak with you and connect and I want to say thank you so much for listening in and supporting the podcast. I know your time is valuable. So if you're listening, I know that this podcast is serving you and I greatly appreciate it. This weekend was amazing because I had the privilege of sponsoring the Ruby Championships. It was so nice because I was actually able to connect with a few of you girls who listen to the podcast already and express to me how much the podcast has helped them in their journey. I absolutely love hearing this because I know my purpose in life is being served and it encourages me to continue to produce wonderful content for you ladies. I had a few ladies also tell me recently that the reason they even started competing was because of the podcast and they finally worked up the courage to go for it. Yes, that lights a fire in not only myself, but everyone listening. It brings each of us such joy to know that we can encourage others to go after their dreams despite fear of the outcome. 
So today is going to be a wonderful episode. This woman is not only going to impress you because she is 46 and doing this sport rather well, but she is also extremely remarkable because finding health and fitness basically cured her of her autoimmune disease. So she no longer has symptoms and lives a really healthy life. We go into greater detail about the habit she changed and the method she took to help her get through this disease. This episode is going to truly inspire you to take action in your life despite your shortcomings. So without further ado, I am so excited and delighted to introduce to you IFBB bikini professional Lauren Jacobson. Hi, Lauren. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? I am wonderful. I'm so excited to have you on today. Thank you. I'm so excited that you asked me. All right, girl. Well, we are going to get this started with a bikini hack. It's just going to be a series of quick questions to get to know you a little bit better. So tell us, where are you from? I'm originally from New Jersey, and I live in Pennsylvania now. Awesome. And how old are you? I'm 46. And what do you do for a living? I'm a personal trainer. Okay. And how many years have you been competing? This is my fifth year. I just wrapped up of um, competing. I started when I was 41. So, yeah. So it's been a minute. (laughs) But I definitely started later in life. And when and where did you get your pro card? I got my pro card last year at um, Pittsburgh um, Masters National um, in July. Uh, last Yes, last July. And what's your favorite quote that keeps you going? Um, it kind of changes, I think, from year to year. But right now, my favorite quote is stay on your own path. Why is that so important to you? Well, I feel like especially with social media, it's so caught up. It's so easy to get caught up in everybody else's story and their why and where they've come from. And, you know, you see so many things out there. You start to think about, um, you know, other people's path and following their path and, you know, oh, that sounds good and I want to be like that. So it's, you know, really been important this past year for me to keep my mind in my own mind and stay true to myself and my story and my why and not get caught up with why everybody else is doing everything else. Yeah, I I completely agree. I think it's hard. I don't know why. I think it's just like the new day and age that we're in. But I think that everything you said that is so important. And I hope everyone kind of takes that with them today. Yeah, I hope so too. And I've even been taking some breaks from social media because it is easy to get caught up with everything. Yeah, it definitely is. I uh, have to manage my screen time. (laughs) So name one quality about yourself that makes you a really strong athlete. Well, I definitely do not give up easily. Um, And it's weird to say, but when somebody tells me they think I can't accomplish something, um, that kind of fuels my fire. So I think that quality is what keeps me, you know, pushing myself and, you know, 
continuing to motivate myself to be better and get to that next level and prove people wrong, basically. Definitely. So what keeps you motivated? Um, really, it's my own personal goals that I set for myself, whether it be um, to change my physique for that year or to become increasingly mentally healthy. Um, it does change from year to year. This past year was all about mental health, um, keeping my mind and my soul healthy. You know, of course, my body too, but with um, a unhealthy mindset, none of that really matters and sometimes doesn't even come to you know fruition, your body goals, if you're mentally not there. So the positivity was so important for me and getting rid of any negativity around me like really made this year incredible for me. Good. So what is your why and why do you compete? Um, why I compete is I am fascinated with what your body can do. Um, the science behind the food is so interesting to me and watching your body go through all the changes from off season, all the changes that happen then to, you know, your season when you're dieting down, it just is so, um, incredibly exciting to see what food can do to your body. It just proves that you are what you eat. Yeah, definitely. It's so exciting, right? It's like a science experiment. Yeah. I, I love it. And mm -hmm. I always feel like you never know what you're going to get in the on season when you start dieting down. Like, what did I actually change and accomplish? You know, it's kind of like, you know, unwrapping a Christmas present. <laughs> exactly. And there's always that like fear right before you do it too. Because you're like you said, you're unsure about what you're going to see. But every time it's always better. It's always better. You set yourself up in your mind like, oh, my God, I don't think I did it. What if I didn't work hard enough? And then you're like, oh, my God, is that me? <laughs> Definitely. So bring us back. What was your greatest bikini moment? Well, I mean, obviously, it was when I won my pro card. That was definitely something I never thought was going to happen. Um, I was very, very surprised. You know, it's, it was the best physique that I brought for myself to date. But, you know, when you go to the shows, everybody looks amazing. Everybody looks perfect. Everyone looks conditioned. Everyone looks beautiful. And you just never know what the judges want. So I would say that was my best the highlight. Definitely. And you have many more to come for sure. I hope so. Yes. And for the last question of the bikini hack, and it's our favorite, if you could pick one, what would be your favorite? Prepping, stage day, or post-show treats? Oh, my gosh. Um, I'm going to say stage day. It's um, as nerve-wracking as it is. I love the stress and the anxiety that – and all the fun happens backstage with the girls, the women. You know, so that's really my favorite day. Awesome. So I kind of want to dive into exactly how did you get started in bikini? Because I know that you said that you started a little later in life. Yes. So I've always um, watched bodybuilding. Um, I've always followed, you know, bodybuilders. I've been very intrigued by um, the industry. I've always been into fitness myself. 
Um, but really I kind of thought like I could never have a body like those people have. Um, so I just really never entertained it until, you know, one day, um, I met somebody who just joined a local team and she was telling me about it. And I kind of shared with her that, you know, it's, I love the, um, fitness industry and it was so interesting to me. And she kind of just was like, well, why don't you join the team? And I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> so um, I just took a leap of faith and decided to reach out to her coach. And um, I kind of thought it was going to be like a bucket list item, like once and done. And, you know, I didn't really expect much to come from it. And um, I was absolutely wrong uh, <laughs> that uh, it was going to be once and done. I was hooked and addicted. So that's how I got started. Awesome. And then you kind of mentioned that when you turned 26 that you had an autoimmune disease. Can you kind of tell us exactly what is an autoimmune disease and what kind did you particularly have? So an autoimmune disease is when your own body is attacking itself, basically. Um, it runs in my family on the female side. So my mother has an autoimmune disease. My grandmother had one. And unfortunately, so do I. Um, mine attacks my liver, unfortunately, and everything that you put into your body goes through the liver. So um, for a very, very long time, I was very, very sick because I didn't really understand um, how nutrition played a role in all of this. And I was just on a lot of medication and side effects and side effects from the other medication. So more medication for those side effects. It was like a snowball effect. Um, so I sick for a pretty long time until I decided I didn't want to be sick anymore. What made you want to take measures into your own hands? I was getting progressively worse over time. And my doctor had said to me that if I keep going at the pace I'm going, I'm going to need a liver transplant in two years. And really scared me. Um, I was, you know, in my 30s. And that was something I just definitely didn't want to do. It's trading one disease for another and medication for the rest of your life. And you just never know what you're going to get with someone else's organ in your body. So I started going the holistic route. I started soliciting, um, you know, talking to holistic nutritionists and anything I can do that was, you know, natural. And I had no idea uh, what it was going to lead me to, but I ended up over time, it took a couple of years, but the numbers in my blood work started to fall. I started feeling better. I started little by little stopping to take medication. And, um, you know, that was about 12 years ago. So yeah. And everything's been status quo. I have no symptoms of my disease currently. Um, I feel great. I feel healthy. And I just, I, I learned a lot. What were some of the methods that you felt like really, really helped you um, to just basically heal yourself? Um, it was all diet. Um, I mean, mostly diet. I really had been on very, very strict eating regimens for years. And it was basically all foods that were healing to the liver and anything that was not a healing food, I did not put into my mouth, which was, I had no idea preparing me for dieting for bodybuilding show because I'm so used to being on um, a certain kind of diet and eating for function, not enjoyment, as sad as that sounds. <laughs> 
but it really it's a mindset and when you you know think you know you might have to die or have a organ transplant certainly motivates you to do whatever it takes so it was the food the food was key so what do you think were the foods that were healing foods um i did a lot of um green leafy vegetables I really kind of followed almost a vegetarian lifestyle for a while. I did have some fish periodically, but those proteins when your liver is very, very damaged are really hard for your liver to process. So I really stayed away from um, most all of those kinds of proteins and anything protein was plant-based mostly. Oh, wow. um, a lot of anti-inflammatory foods. Um some nuts, but mostly really like dandelion leaves mm -hmm. and kale and um, a lot of green, a lot of vegetables, lemon, carrots. You know, I read a lot and I counted a lot on these holistic people to help me with what to put in my body. No, that's good to know because there's a lot of girls that have autoimmune diseases. I talk to them all the time and they always ask like, is this going to be an issue for when I start dieting? You know, can I still compete? Um, did you ever feel like you had any symptoms um, while you started competing or did this kind of hold you back in any kind of way? Um, or by the time you started competing, were you completely healed by then? Um, so yes to both. I was definitely better off um, when I started to um, think about competing, um, I was feeling healthy. I wasn't having any symptoms. I mean, the underlying disease will always be there, but I definitely felt like my liver was in much better um, shape. But um, as you know, with bodybuilding, you're uh, eating a lot of protein. And that was one thing I was not doing for years and years and years. So transitioning back to protein was difficult. Um, first of all, I didn't even like chicken anymore. So the first time I had a bite of chicken, I thought it was going to throw up. I'm like, how am I going to do this? <laughs> so that, that took a little getting used to, but I was really determined. Um, I think in the beginning, my body did react a little bit to the protein. When I started, I, I was definitely feeling not right at first. So I just kind of went back to more of a plant based diet and did some proteins here and there. And my coach at the time really helped me ease into the diet that was way more accepting. Um, my body was way more accepting of. Did you ever hold, did this ever hold you back mentally, you feel like? Um, and did you ever find yourself kind of using this as a crutch? Um, never used it as a crutch, but it I often did wonder if it was going to hold me back um, knowing the fatigue that I used to experience, I would worry if that was something that, you know, was going to creep up again. Um, I would also experience a lot of muscle and joint pain, non-specific, but just kind of everywhere, like almost like I had the flu. Um, so I was worried that these things were going to creep back up, but knock on, no, I have to knock on wood. Um, so far, nothing has stopped me. I feel like I'm like invincible. Good. So how do you kind of like, what do you do to kind of prep your mind so that these things don't hold you back? Because, you know, being human, if we have, you know, if we're sick, 
which being sick is a good excuse. But if we have, you know, an autoimmune disease or we have something that kind of holds us back, um, you know, we might mentally, like I said, use it as a crutch. But you said you were able to overcome that and, you know, just kind of pray that everything was going to be okay. So how were you able to do that without feeling like, oh my gosh, like I can't push as hard because X, Y, and Z might happen or, you know, I'm damaged goods. <laughs> Healing my body was so empowering that I felt like I could accomplish anything I wanted to if I really buckled down and did it. So it didn't hold me back because if something ever came up, like the symptoms came back or something, you know, happened that I had a scare or something like that, I know the protocol to do for my body. And I, although I love this sport and I hope I'm doing it forever and ever and ever, if my health was at risk, I would stop in a second and get my health back in order. Um, so I, I just wasn't too concerned about it. I knew if something happened, I could get myself back into tip top shape and then press on. Um, and I actually think it did happen one time a couple of years ago, I had like a little bit of a episode. It was very short lived, but I just kind of ate the things I knew I was supposed to eat. And in no time I was feeling better. Everything was good. And I always get my blood work checked. Always, always, always. Oh, that's good. That's wonderful. So back to competing. Why do you think that it took you so long to turn pro? I think number one, I definitely did not have a lot of muscle when I started. And, you know, as you know, for women, it just takes us a lot longer. And as you get older, it takes even longer to build. And, you know, although I improved every year, I really don't think my physique was where it needed to be. Um, so I really think it was that. The, the posing, I feel very, very comfortable with, but having enough muscle, that was definitely my issue. What strategies did you use in order to put on the muscle that you needed? Well, it was definitely um, twofold. You know, one was fueling my body with the right kinds of food before, during, and after my workouts. And it always evolves and changes, I feel like. Um, and the second thing was the right kind of training, um, which also was learned over time. And, you know, trying out different strategies and having a couple of different coaches over the years, too, and experiencing different trainers. You know, in, in my off season, I kind of jump around a little bit to see everybody's um, strategies for lifting. And I think that that has helped keep my body, you know, guessing instead of letting my body get used to the same training over and over and over again. So yeah, the fuel and, and mixing up your workouts. What are your favorite types of training you think that would that really helped you put on the muscle? So my favorite training right now is um, something that my trainer guy had taught me and it's called a U-turn. They are exhausting and they're crazy, but they work. And you basically start out with a very low weight 20 reps, go to the next rep, go to the next weight for 15, 12, 10, eight, you know, six, as far as you can go as heavy as you can, and then take a rest and then go all the way back down the line. So you're going then from the heaviest to the lightest. And um, no matter what body part I do that with, I am like toast. Wow. So what is that called again? 
It's called a U-turn. That's exciting. I've done something like that before years ago, but we called it like a pyramid. But I haven't I haven't done anything like that in a long time. So maybe I need to just kind of incorporate something like that. That's that's awesome. I love that. Yeah, I love it. It's great. It's like murders whatever body part you're doing, but it's awesome. Good. So what would you tell someone who's going through the same thing that you did where it's taking them years to turn pro? You know, maybe they're on their fifth, sixth, or maybe they've been doing this for longer than six or seven years and they still want the pro card. I would say that the most, the thing that helped me accomplish what I wanted to accomplish was getting that feedback from the judges. Um, and, you know, <laughs> You, you can't reach out to 75 different judges to get 75 different feedback. You have to kind of stick with one or two people, keep sending your pictures and just ask them, you know, where can I improve? Because everyone's going to say something a little bit different. So I kind of stuck to the same judges feedback and, you know, um, just with consistency over time, I was able to accomplish what I wanted to accomplish. That's so smart. I've never heard anyone say that. So like, of course, you know, we tell people you should get judges feedback that the fact that you said only stick to a couple and keep going to the same person. That's very, very smart. Yeah, like even if they I knew they weren't judging the shows I was going to be in, you know, it didn't matter. It just is sticking. It's the consistency. And, you know, then they want to see that you're changing from year to year, too. So if you do do a show that they're judging and they see your changes. So it's definitely important. Which shows can you go to to get your pro card in the master's category? So NPC Universe in Teaneck, um, New Jersey. I know you can get your pro card there. Um, then there's master's teen, collegiate, and master's nationals in Pittsburgh. Um, and then there's also North Americans in Pittsburgh. I only know the ones on the East Coast um, I don't know of the, I'm sure there has to be masters, national shows um, in the Midwest and in the West, but I'm not familiar with them. But basically any um, national show that has a masters category. Okay, that's good to know because so many girls, you know, they're in masters, they want to get their pro card, but they're like, I have no idea how to do that. And you know, how many of them are there, you know, so thank you for letting us know. Yeah, you're welcome. Hopefully there will be more because I feel like the master's class is growing and growing. So I hope there's going to be more. Mm -hmm. It's huge. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. incredible. Um, I went to, you know, the Pittsburgh uh, show and I was just blown away at how many girls there were. It's so much larger than it has ever been. It is. And back in the day, you couldn't even get your pro card if you were a master's competitor. So I know it is changing and they are changing with the, you know, with the time and and what they see people want. And we want more master stuff. Yes. So I just love that, like, you know, you're a mom and you're a wife, which is amazing. How exactly do you prioritize, you know, your family life and, you know, around competing? Um, that was definitely a work in progress, I would say. Um, it took time for me to figure out how to balance all of it. You know, when you're competing, you're kind of obsessed with the competition and obsessed with your dieting and your training and your workout. And, you know, it takes some time to figure out like, all right, you know, if I'm obsessing over competing 24 seven, I have to only maybe talk about it for 30 minutes because my family doesn't want to hear about it all the time. 
So I try to still make, you know, them a priority and real, you know, you just have to realize that regular life is still going on and regular life is still going to continue to go on long after you're competing. So, you know, you really just have to make sure that everything is balanced. I still go to parties. I still go out to dinners. I just eat my food in the car and I don't eat when I'm out. And everybody at this point knows that that's how I roll. Um, but you know, you can't, like, I see a lot of girls like say, I can't go out cause I'm, I'm on prep or I can't go to this family thing cause I'm on prep. And that's just not the way to balance life. You have to still live. Yeah. That's so important. Have you ever found yourself, um, having to pick competing over your family at times? No, I, every show that all the shows that I have picked, I pick strategically when I don't have things going on. Um, with my family, um, anything, you know, you know, like this past year, my daughter was leaving for college. So I had to pick shows that were around when she was leaving. I would never, like I said, as much as I love the sport, I would never pick the sport over my family there. They come first period. That's that'll never change. Yeah, that's so important. I think, I think a lot of people have, you know, that's a struggle for them. You know what I mean? But one yeah. thing that I love that you said is that your family was there before competing and your family will be there after competing, Correct. you know, and Correct. just realizing that will definitely help you prioritize things a little bit better. Um, and there's always going to be another show, you know what I mean? There's always going to be another opportunity, but you know, if you lose your family members, trust or respect or relationship, like that's kind of hard to get back. You know what I mean? It's, it's not really worth it. It is. And I had, you know, when I started, my kids were still younger and they still needed me. And I was never going to be that mom that put, you know, competition over making a dinner for my family. I always cook dinner for them. I'm always making breakfast for them. You know, just because I'm eating a certain way doesn't mean I'm not going to still be there for them. So, you know, you just have to have balance. No, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, so I kind of wanted to ask you about Bev's gym. Why is this such a prestigious gym? I notice you make trips often there. Um they have every piece of equipment you could possibly imagine and some that you just can't. Some that are have been specially made for them. Um, it It is amazing, the equipment, but it's also the vibe. When you walk in there, you... I I don't even know how to explain the energy in that place. Everyone is so super friendly, whether they're just lifestyle people or bodybuilders. And you are surrounded by pictures of famous bodybuilders from way, 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 way back. It's a very inspiring and motivating gym. I mean, it's just, I drive two and a half hours to go there. That's awesome. And isn't that Steam Weinberger's gym? It is. So, of course, it's always, you know, fun to see him and Bev. Um, she's hysterical. Um, and they're so friendly. They will stop whatever they're doing to just say hello, whether they know you or not. You know, they just treat everybody like family there. And so does their staff. They're so super friendly and 
you know, it's just like you feel like you're in the bodybuilding world when you're there. It's a really great vibe. Yeah, I'll have to make a trip there. That's so amazing. Whenever you're in the gym, um, have you ever actually done like in-person training? Like I know you do personal training yourself, but have you ever hired someone to do training sessions? Yes, I have a, a guy is my trainer right now um, or so. He, um, I go to him once a week. Um, I, even though I'm a trainer, I still need to be motivated too. And somebody else's style is different than mine. Um, you know, which goes back to the mixing it up to change your physique kind of thing. But when I'm training, I just kind of want to do what my clients want to do, like shut my mind down and just be told what to do. Exactly. So, you know, being um, a professional, you know, or just competing in general, a lot of us, we have online trainers, right? But we don't always have someone in the gym pushing us. Do you recommend that we hire someone in the gym as well? Um, I feel like that's a personal preference. Um, I see my trainer once a week. Um, I don't mm -hmm. go every day. Um I, I just really think it depends on the person. I can motivate myself a few days a week with certain things, but it's nice to be pushed. It's nice to get out and be in somebody else's gym, um, but it really is a personal preference. I, I ask that kind of selfishly because I've always, you know, sometimes I've, you know, I've wanted to do that because I, I did it years ago and I absolutely loved having someone push me, especially with like getting my glute development in. And I know that you have phenomenal like conditioning. And I'm like, I wonder if, you know, that's why she has someone in the gym with her because, you know, it's helping with your conditioning or helping with certain areas, you know, that need help with. It, it's, it is for sure. I mean, I go to him usually for glute day sometimes it's shoulders but it's the areas that are the most important in bikini that I want to be pushed the most um so that is why I go so you know and you learn things you learn different strategies you learn different ways of working out and lifting and it's important no I agree there was something on your Instagram that I really loved and it stated unsuccessful people make decisions based on their current situation successful people make decisions based on where they want to be what does this mean to you exactly? I loved it. It's almost like just for the job that you want, not the job that you have. Um, you know, you just kind of have to push along as if you're going in a certain direction and nothing is stopping you. Um, you know, you have to have that drive and motivation to um, succeed and want to do your best every single day. Every workout is not going to be perfect. Every meal is not going to be perfect. Every season is not going to be perfect. But, you know, you have to just kind of fake it till you make it kind of thing. Go along as if and have that in your mindset. When I go to this show, I am going to be in the top five. You know, you have to your mind has to be in line with the rest of your body. Yeah, I love that. I always try to play the role, you know, of where I want to be. So like, you know, if I, like you said, if I want to be top five, when I go into the gym, I'm already working out like I'm, you know, top five, you know what I mean? Like whatever position I want to be in or however I see myself, if I think I'm a top athlete, I go in the gym, I'm like I'm a top athlete. So then I work a little bit harder. So that's why I like, I loved, I love that, um, that quote. It was really nice. Yeah. I mean, it is, that's also one of my favorites, but it, it really does keep you focused on your goals. And, you know, that's very important to have that. You know, speaking of goals, why do you think it's um, so important to set realistic goals for yourself? 
Well, because you don't want to set yourself up for failure and set yourself up for disappointment. I mean, for myself, uh, would I love to go compete at the Olympia? I mean, yeah, but... (laughs) You know, realistically, I know that it's not going to happen. I'm a master's competitor. So I know that. However, it's not going to stop me from experiencing things that I want to experience. So what I mean by that is next year, I really want to compete at some of these bigger, more prestigious pro shows, not with the expectation of getting a top five but just with the expectation of getting to maybe meet some of the Olympians, meet some of the more prestigious pros and experience these shows that are incredible just for the experience because I can. But, you know, if I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to go do the Pittsburgh Pro. I hope I get top five. I mean, come on. (laughs) You know, I'm 46. These girls are in their 20s. My body doesn't look like their body. It's not going to happen, but I want to experience it. So you have to keep a level head. It's crazy, you know, hearing you say that you're 46 because I'm looking at you and like you're absolutely beautiful. You don't look 46. You look so young. I'm also very immature, so that helps too. (laughs) Oh, I think it's wonderful that you're 46. Do you recommend ladies, you know, in your age to compete? Oh, my God. Yeah, I think it's the biggest um, self-confidence booster and empowerment. Like, you know, at at my age, I think most women feel like, you know, well, I'm in my 40s. What am I going to do now? I'm this. I have, you know, the mom body or whatever. And I think it is so empowering to be able to take control when, you know, you live in a world that there's not really much you can control, but I can control my body, you know, so it's very empowering and it's a good example to set for your kids. No, I definitely agree. What are your goals in the sport? I mean, I know you kind of mentioned that you want to go to like some of the more prestigious um, um, shows, but what else do you want out of the sport and where do you see this going for yourself? You know, I've been thinking a lot about this lately. Um. I'm not really entirely sure, to be honest. Like, I think for right now, my smaller goal for next year is just to experience everything I'm able to experience. And I mean that show-wise. I I do want to experience some of the things that the more prestigious um, pros experience because I I can. And I one day I won't be able to. Um But the only caveat in there is, you know, I really look to um, my mentors, like my trainer, my nutritionist, even, you know, Steve, when I go up to um, Bev's gym, I will never, ever do a show if one of them tells me, you just don't look like you belong in that show. You're not, you know, you don't look like you can hold your own. I will not do it. I don't need to win, but I don't ever want to be the girl up there that everybody says, what is that girl doing up there? She doesn't belong. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, you look great. Like, I've never I've never thought that. I mean, you just placed fourth at your last yeah. show where I met you. Yeah. <laughs> and you, you did so wonderful. Yeah, at the Thank Hurricane you. Bay. And that was a good lineup. Like, I saw all the girls there. We were all, like, cheering you girls on. We were like, man, so glad we're not in Masters. <laughs> It's crazy. I mean, Masters competitors, these girls are no joke. (laughs) It is, uh, 
really tough competition, I have to say. I was not prepared at my first pro show in Pittsburgh. I was not prepared for how incredible everybody was, every single every single competitor. It's uh, astounding. So what do you think has been like the hardest thing about competing for you? The hardest thing? Um, I'm not really sure. I don't really know if there's a hardest thing. Um, I mean, the only thing really I can think of is just the um, highs and lows of your mental state. You know, when you look at your body every day, your mind starts to play tricks on you. For me, that usually happens closer to um, a show and, and your body's always changing. And one day you look at yourself and you're like, oh, my God, where are my shoulders? I look flat. What What is going on? And then you panic. And then two days later, you're like, wow, my shoulders look great. Look at this pump. Look at this, you know. It's, um, I think that's what is the hardest part is just the, um, body dysmorphia. I think it's called. Yeah. I mean, I completely agree. It got, it gets, my coach would ask me like, how do you look? How do you feel? And I'm like, I don't know how I look. I was like, it all looks the same. I don't know if there's a difference. I don't know if I look good or if I look bad. Don't ask me that question. Right. It's hard. It's very hard. <laughs> it does. And everyone should know that, you know, once you start getting into competing, you will have body dysmorphia. You will not, you know, you will second guess how you look. You will not be able to tell the difference between, you know, this week or four weeks from now or anything. It just all kind of looks the same. And as your body changes, like, it's like, I don't know, your eyes do play tricks on you for sure. Yeah, they do. And you have to have a really healthy relationship with food to do this sport. For sure. Would you say that you have a healthy relationship with food? I mean, I think I do. And I, I just think it comes from because of my liver. Like I don't look at food the same as I used to. Um, I look at more as a function than an enjoyment kind of thing. I mean, don't get me wrong. I definitely enjoy myself. You know, I definitely had a, you know, giant pretzel, one of those big puffy ones after my show. Like I, I do enjoy food, but, um, for me, when I'm going to eat something that might not be, you know, good for myself, I actually start to envision what it's going to do inside my body. And then I just get turned off by it. Yeah. It's actually not that it's, it, it, that messes with your head a little bit too. But, um, you know, I, I do, I think I have a healthier relationship with food than I used to. Yeah. I think the idea of just like, you know, eating, for health, you know, as opposed to like eating for enjoyment all the time is a better way to look at food to have that kind of healthy relationship with food. Um, what kind of what other, um, I guess, tips can you give to someone who may be struggling with having a healthier relationship with food? Um, I would actually suggest for them to speak to um, like a nutritionist. Because when you understand, for me anyway, this is how it was, when I understood what the food was doing to my body, it made it much more um, acceptable and way easier for me to turn certain food down. You know, it just, I'm very visual. And once I can start, you know, thinking about the damage that it would cause, and I saw it in my own blood work. When I changed my diet, everything got better. Even things I wasn't things that I wasn't trying to change got better. And I was like, wow, I mean, food really matters. Like, you know, if you put the wrong stuff into your body, it's just going to wreak havoc. So I would say learn about what food does to your body. 
Yeah, I think knowledge is key. You know, sometimes we're eating whatever and we don't realize how much it's really affecting us. You know, like for instance, like, you know, post-show when you're eating all of these different things that your body's not used to, you know, you start to, um, you know, hold on to water, you start feeling poofy, you start maybe getting sick or hot sweats, stuff like that. Like if you don't understand exactly what's happening or how that's affecting your body, you're just going to keep doing it. You know what I mean? Because you're going to be like, well, I lived through it once. I guess I'll live through it again. And then the cycle kind of, you know, continues. But when you start to educate yourself and you're like, okay, no, this may be bad because my body's not able to, you know, digest anything or, you know, process the food and all this other, all this other stuff or, hey, like edema is not the best because of X, Y, and Z. You know, when you, when you, (laughs) when you start to educate yourself, it's definitely, it definitely changes your mindset a little bit and kind of helps you through the process. It does. And I've definitely been guilty of eating the wrong things and putting the wrong things into my body after a show because I feel like, oh, I can eat this now and eat this. And, you know, then all of a sudden I'm bloated and my stomach doesn't feel good. And I'm like, oh no, I need to like back it up here and reverse diet. Like it's so, so important to reverse diet. But even, you know, for me, even though I know how important it is, I've screwed it up in the past. But the difference is as soon as I feel the symptoms, I'm like, okay, you know, this is over reverse dieting I got I have to get myself in gear yeah exactly oh yeah I'm I'm my hands up high like I'm definitely guilty of it too (laughs) (laughs) definitely so how would you say that like um competing has really affected your life in a more positive light I feel more purposeful now like whether someone's following me or not I don't I don't know if people are following my journey or not you know I don't know how if they are, but I just feel like I have more of a purpose. Like I have a message to get out there and, you know, yes, I do enjoy the men's bodybuilding too, but I'm more about the the women. Like I am a big believer in women's empowerment and through bodybuilding and competing, I just feel like it's been an avenue for me to lift other women up instead of, you know, there's a lot of people that they're jealous. They they feel women are competition. I mean, yes, you're on stage and you're competing against one one another at the end of the day. But you know, these women are also going through what you're going through, and it's a relatable um, thing. You know, we're all. It's a very small community. So I just feel like it's given me an avenue to express to women like how beautiful they are, how important they are, how much they can take control over themselves and, you know, be amazing, be beautiful, be wonderful. And, you know, all of that. Yes, I know. It was so nice to meet you. And it was so refreshing meeting you because I just felt like you were just so supportive, like, you know, of like my brand and everything that I've been doing. And I I just love, you know, that we were able to meet and I hope more people meet you, you know, especially after this, after this, um, this episode, because you are just so sweet in so many different ways. And like, everybody needs to be touched by you. I honestly, honestly, like sincerely mean that I I cannot wait to launch this episode. Oh, that means so much to me. Like, I really have no idea how much I appreciate that. I mean, I think you're amazing. You know, what you've done with your clothing line and your brand. I mean, it is so um, inspiring. You know, anyone can do what they want to do. They just have to do it. Get out of their own way. And you're a perfect 
example of that. So are you. So are you. I, I talk to girls all the time. You know, they're, you know, they're a lot older and they're like, I, should I do this? I don't think I should be doing this. It's like, you can do whatever you want to, you know, here's proof. There's proof right there, you know? So I love what we're doing in the world, but we are coming now to the Bikini Diaries question. And you can answer this question any which way that you would like. Okay. If there is one thing you can confess, whether it be good or bad, about your experiences as a competitor, fill in the blank, dear diary. (sighs) All right. The only thing really I can think of is true confessions here. Ugh. So the only thing I can think of is I may or may not a whole bunch of times ate a bunch of fruit snacks the night before I was supposed to see my coach because I was having a little anxiety and stress. (laughs) And I had a bunch of fruit snacks before I went down to see her in a bikini. (laughs) That's hilarious. Who doesn't love fruit snacks though? I know. I really am like a five-year-old and I just love those things. Um, but other than that, there's not really anything else I can confess. Like I try to do exactly what my coach tells me to do, eat what my coach tells me to eat. Um, you know, it's just these fruit snacks. Damn. Fruit snacks. <laughs> it's always something, right? <laughs> for one competitor, it's peanut butter. For I uh, yeah, she's not usually on social media, so hopefully she won't hear this. Oh, good. Thank you for your confession. And if there was one piece of advice that you could give to someone wanting to become a professional in the sport, what would you give them? Um, Get a good coach and make sure that you research the coach. Um, But definitely hire a coach. Don't try to do it yourself. Okay, that's really good advice. Thank you so much. And if we wanted to follow your journey, where could we find you? I am on Instagram. I am... What am I? Lauren underscore IFBB pro, I think. Um, Or you can find me, Lauren Jacobson. You can Google or find it on Instagram. But I think that's my handle. I think so, too. (laughs) Thank you so much for being on today, Lauren. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. If you love this episode, just as much as I love this episode... And you know someone who may love this episode just as much as you and I loved this episode? Please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you could help me help others. So please, if you loved it, it takes 30 seconds to leave me a five-star review and share with all of your friends. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And always remember to never give up on your dreams.